Welcome, everyone, to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. We're back. The telethon is is long over. Hopefully, uh, you guys had a chance to check that out because uh, I, I know we haven't had an episode here for over a month. But uh, if you missed that, uh, do, do check out the Radio Free Nintendo feed. Um, one of uh, the many uh, hours of the telethon was Radio Trivia Live, and so uh, there's basically an episode of Radio Trivia embedded within, I believe it was the second yep. um, chunk of posts, whatever you want to call them. Part two of three. Thank you. There you go. So check that out. There's also a lot of other really fun stuff like uh, like Who Wants to Be a Nintendo Air and, and a bunch of other fun, wacky stuff and good discussions. So if you missed it, go back, check it out. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a, a lot of listening, too. So if you got a long <laughs> commute or whatever, that'll, that should tide you over. Oh, yeah. But this is Radio Trivia Podcast Edition, and uh, with me this week, in case you didn't figure it out, we have uh, Zach Miller back. It's very cold here. Yeah, I imagine it's getting colder by the day. It's mm. it's almost winter time, or I don't almost know. When does winter, winter, winter officially yeah. start? Uh, winter officially starts in October, but uh, it really starts in early October, late September. That's when the frost gets here. Ah. I think it's five degrees right now, and it's pitch black outside. But you should feel sorry for my wife. She's going to get her Ph.D. in Fairbanks, and it's negative 20. We've got a, a good lineup here. Um, I got a lot of listener requests over the last few weeks. I really appreciate that. I've got a, a whole bunch of uh, requests, and I, I'm really trying to incorporate those into the playlist here this week. So um, look forward to that. I think we got three requests. So uh, with any, without any further banter here, we should probably get started with the first request. All right. It, the first song that sounds like it could be a lot of things that's why i chose that song first no yeah
Uh-huh. That one might help a little more. Just maybe. Maybe. Here's your question, Zach. Mm-hmm. What must you collect five of to reach the end of the game? Zach, do you have any idea what game this might be? Hey, I've played this game. Mm. It's, okay. uh, it's Castlevania 2. That's right. I'm shocked you haven't used it yet. Yeah, I was too. When uh, someone requested, I'm like, really? We haven't used that yet? Really? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll use it. It's been a while since we used a Castlevania game, so I, I figured we were kind of overdue for, uh, no, it's Castlevania. Come on. Yeah, I, I imagine so. So this was a request from uh, Retro Decades from Langley, British Columbia. It's, uh, of course, uh, a classic NES game that I've never played. Because don't play it. I, well, you know, I don't need to bring it up again, but classic Castlevania and me don't mix. <laughs> this is a whole different breed of classic Castlevania, though. Well, yeah, this is arguably the first uh, Castlevania, Metroidvania yeah. game in a sense. It, it's probably a little closer to Zelda 2. Yeah, it is. In, in, in a lot of ways. Except there's no there's no map, no overworld yeah. map. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's very it's open worldy and almost almost like Metroid. Doesn't control as well because Castlevania, but you know <laughs> exactly it's there, <laughs> and uh, the people in the towns lie to you as to where to go next. So. You can't always progress without a, a fact. Is, is that a, a product of poor translation? Yes. Okay. It must be. That's what I figured. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're working for the wrong guys. Well, I don't, you yeah. know. Now, there is a, there, there is a cool feature, I guess. Um, a cool feature, there's a day-night cycle. Mm-hmm. And uh, different, more difficult bad guys come out at night. So that's kind of neat. Um, yeah, it's, that's pretty... Um, forward thinking for the day it is although i don't think there are warp points so uh you're you're traversing that whole map a whole lot Mm -hmm. and uh and you're trying to collect all five pieces of dracula's body 
Yeah, what's up with that? That's such a weird thing. It's it's a trope in a few Castlevania games. Um, well, I'm sure this is the first one. It was though, the first so. one, yeah. It's something like Dracula's pieces were uh, scattered throughout the land after the first Castlevania, and I don't know why he'd have to put them back together. It just seems like it's asking for trouble. Oh, I know. You have to put them back together so you can fight them at the end. Oh, yeah, that's great, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's also a trope, right? You're you're fighting the resurrection of Dracula only to be actually resurrecting him. Right. You know? yep. It's like, yep. oh yeah, that's what we're doing. So if I hadn't done anything, we would have been okay. Yeah. yeah. Gee, okay, great. <laughs> uh, I've never beaten this game. It's, you know, classic Castlevania is hard enough, but when you have to traverse a whole open world with those control schemes, it's really pretty brutal. Yeah. Maybe if the jumping was better, but it's not. Yep. So that's classic Castlevania for you. Yep. I guess I don't really have anything more to add to this. It, it seems like an intriguing idea and, and clearly... Ahead of its time. Yeah, ahead of its time, but, you know, maybe... Maybe wait for better technology to come yeah. around. Just like just like Metroid and Metroid 2 and Zelda 2. Yeah, I think so. Um, now, this game had a password save feature. Yeah. Uh, I think the Famicom Disk System had a, an actual save file. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so that's that would be a pro to uh, getting that version, although I, I imagine if this is on Virtual Console, which I'm sure it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, the save state is just, just as good. Yeah. I wish I wish Virtual... Now that I've experienced, uh, you know, what do you call them, on the, on the Game Boy Virtual Console. Save states? Save states. They don't really have that on... Uh, the Wii Virtual Console. No. You can't. Yeah, I kind of wish they had that now because I've been spoiled. Yeah, I mean you can certainly cheese that to your advantage if you really are, are so inclined. But uh, I've done it. You know, I, some of the older games, it just it makes sense to do. Like, look, I don't need to play this whole thing like you know a bajillion times just to beat the boss. Right. Um, right. So, all right. Well, we're gonna move on to the next game here. Okay. Um, Thank you, uh, Retro Decades, for pointing out that we just have not used this game. Now we have. Yes. One more off the list. Someday you'll be out of Castlevania games. Unfortunately, at this rate, that might be true. They aren't making a whole lot of them these days. I know. Days. I'm sad, sad about that. At least not a, not a whole lot that uh coming out on Nintendo systems and our 2D. Right. So. Right. Oh, well, they are, they're working on the new one for 3DS. I, that doesn't count. Well, yeah, I didn't think it played terribly well at E3, but they did take time to work on it, so maybe they're changing some stuff. Yeah, could be better. Yeah, we'll see.
That was an interesting interesting song. Yeah, I I can't say I'm a huge fan of the soundtrack, but Sounds like club music. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of describing it. It, it doesn't really change. So Awesome. Um, yeah, here we go. Are you sure you uh, didn't just play the same song again? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Okay. Okay. Oddly enough, there's some melody in there that I kind of recognize. I wonder if I've played this. Well, here's your hint question. Which company distributed this title in PAL regions? 
Well, Zach, mm. you said it sounded a little bit familiar, but uh, I'm able to replace it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with total guess. All right, Liberation Maiden. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like that kind of super Japanese game would have that kind of techno music. This is Dead or Alive Dimensions for the 3DS. Uh, no, it's not. I was told these were remixes from the original, like they were originally from like Dead or Alive 2, and these are remixes in this game. Oh, well, I, I haven't heard those exact tunes, but that second one, I can, I can see it being a remix because I do recognize uh, the main melody. Now, to be fair, I haven't actually played the game in a few months, so. They could be there. They just sound a lot more techno-y than what was going on in that game from what I remember. Man, now, now I don't know whether I should keep this uh, game in the uh, in the queue or not. Oh, sure. Sure, keep it. We can talk about the game. It's a good game, man. You have to like Dead or Alive, though. Yeah. It's a specific kind of fighting game. Not not just jiggly fighting, but it's, it's a very kind of simplistic fighting game. There aren't... Uh, you don't have to do, you know, half circles plus three different buttons to do a special move. It's really just kick, punch, and a hold, mm-hmm. or, or a counter. And, you know, one beats the, it's like rock, paper, scissors. And uh, and if you're really good with counters, then you kind of dominate the match. But if you're not like me, then you have to, uh, you have to be a little more careful. Yeah, I've never played a, a Dead or Alive game, but... Um... Fighting games in general, you know, turn me off because of the whole, you know, back, back, right, right, you know, circle. Yeah. So, you know, a, a simpler fighting game isn't such a bad thing in my mind. I mean... Yeah, and this is this is definitely that. In, in a sense, that's what, like, Smash Brothers is. Yeah. Oh, Smash Brothers is... I wouldn't even call that a fighting game. Yeah. It's kind of a party game. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Dead or Alive is the simplest one out there. And I like it a lot. It And, you know, the, the 3DS game looks fantastic. It was pretty uh, well received. 3D. I mean, compared with a lot of the other releases, this one actually was pretty well received. I think, right? I, oh yeah, and uh, and it has online uh, uh, play mm-hmm. that's not phenomenal. Um, it's there. Pro- it's there, <laughs> and uh, the the frame rate does drop in half when you turn up the 3D. Mm. But it's not super noticeable. You really have to be paying attention to it. Uh, but there's a there's a story mode that's an actual story mode. Like it tells you the whole mythos of Dead or Alive through the first four games. Mm. And uh, there's a lot of stupid story in Dead or Alive. Yeah, I'm sure. And by the end of it, it none of it makes sense by the end. Um, but I must like the series because I just bought five on the PS3, and it's really fun too. Yes, I, I suppose you couldn't resist. No, no, I couldn't. <laughs> HD, baby. Yeah, so I, no one requested this. I, I just wanted to have this on when, when you were on, because uh-huh. you're, you're the only person you can talk to that are alive. And uh... <laughs> I know nobody else on the staff plays these games. Well, it's partially because like, no other games in the series really have come out on Nintendo platforms. So that, I'm sure oh, that's, that's very true. Yeah, you're right. This is the first one. This is the first one, yeah. actually. So I, I'm a little surprised that they didn't uh, work on a version for Wii U, given... Yeah, I am too. I mean, Tecmo's been quite involved, you know, with, with Nintendo lately, so... Yeah, and they, they said specifically that there were no plans for a Wii U port. Yeah. 
so yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah, maybe they just decided it wasn't worth the, the investment to, to port Could it. Be, yeah. um, I mean, Nintendo probably put up money for Ninja Gaiden 3, so it's a little different situation. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's still weird to me. Yeah. Well, of all the games. Yeah. Oh, that Bayonetta, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe Bayonetta will be in Smash Bros. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. If you have no other thoughts on Dead or Alive or, or the, the Dimensional Rift uh, they're in... <laughs> I, I think it, I think it's fun. It's it's bare bones fighter, and it's easy for newcomers. And if you see it cheap, it's definitely worth it. Okay, fair enough. There you go. All right, we're going to go on to the third game here, which is another listener request. give you a hint this is a different genre from a fighting game okay yes okay just just a hint it helps
Kind of creepy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, this game has a good soundtrack. Well, here's the hint. This game's highly controversial remake was released for which platform? say it every time do you have any idea that was sufficiently epic um the the hint um you know i don't know what game this is it sounds like an rpg so i'm gonna go with lunar for the game boy advance it's not a bad guess the sound quality is probably a little better than yeah that's the what gba I could could muster up that, that's that's not a bad guess this is lufia 2 eyes oh. of the sinistrals for the super nintendo yes which is uh, a very highly regarded uh, SNES game. Uh, as you mentioned, it's an RPG. Yep, never played it. Yeah, I haven't either. It's one of those games that, uh, I mean, I, I just had no awareness of when you know it came out. Yeah, I wasn't a big RPG guy on the SNES. Right, yeah. So uh, I only was beginning to know what an RPG was at the very end of the SNES's life. So... Uh, yeah, so, so basically it came out before I would have been receptive to it. It seems like it's a pretty good game. I mean, everyone uh, very much praises it. The, the big fans seem to really dislike the DS port that came out a few years ago because it, 
I, I don't know. You could call it a remake, or you could call it kind of a a reboot. Uh, I, I don't know what what would be more accurate. I mean, people who I guess weren't familiar with Lufia Two like the game. It has some positive reviews, but those that really like Lufia Two think it's kind of sacrilegious because it, it transforms oh. the game from a a turn based uh, RPG to more of an action RPG, oh. which isn't it isn't that surprising. Um, when you look at uh, the structure of Lufia 2 for the Super Nintendo, uh, because it really has a lot of like switch-based puzzles, and a lot of it's about exploration. Um, mm. You the, the turn-based battles are not random. You see them on the map, and oh. actually, they, the baddies only move when you move. So it's I don't I don't know how to describe it. Like if you take one step, the enemy will take one step, or maybe the enemy will take two steps. You know? Oh, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, in spite of, you know, it's interactive, you know, adventure puzzles and stuff, the, the battle really is turn-based. And, uh, and so changing it to more of a Zelda-esque game where you just tap to swing your sword, right. um, it, it, I guess it does change the game significantly. Well, if the story is the same, I mean, you know. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if, if they basically reimagined a lot of that stuff or whether it's faithful to the plot. But uh, Well, I'm looking at screenshots here, and the boss characters are the size of Godzilla <laughs> compared to your party. Yeah. Um, the, the game's graphics do remind me a little bit of uh, Link to the Past or maybe oh, I can see uh, that. Um, Illusion of Gaia, maybe. Yeah, that's a better comparison. But uh, the, the structure of the game, in, in some ways, is maybe a little closer to something like uh, 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 Golden Sun. I only say that because you know Golden Sun had a little bit more of a focus on you know switch puzzles and, and the like, yeah. and, you know block puzzles than Final Fantasy and other games like that. But it's still turn-based, so you know it's it's not really analogous to say Zelda, right. just because it's not you know it really is turn-based battles. Yeah. So I'm, I was trying to think of a game that sort of has some of each. You know, Illusion of Guy again is is more of a Zelda type action RPG. So, uh, but, but the game's soundtrack is fantastic. I had a hard time choosing some songs. Uh, the, the person who requested this, Veronica Gazaway, helped me out there. Oh. I'd really like to see this come out on virtual consoles. This is one of those, I, think, I don't think Lufia came out at all, or, or its sequel, for a Wii virtual console. And it's really a shame. It probably did not specifically because this remake was being made, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know who actually owns the rights to this game. And Neverland made the game, but I don't know who has the... Rights and, and maybe that's one reason why. Well, but uh, I mean, they made a remake of it not too long ago, so it seems like they should have the rights <laughs> and a way to, you know, detail yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it's weird that they re- release Lufia Two or they'd remake Lufia Two because wouldn't you need to play the first one first? But then I just then I just found out that Lufia One is on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I think Lufia 2 is like actually like a prequel oh, okay. to, to Lufia, so that might be one reason. Also, I mean, Lufia 2 is, I think, more fondly remembered than Lufia, so it's one of those things where if you're going to choose one game to, to remake, that oh, probably is, is the best choice, just from a you know fan-based perspective. Yeah, that's cool. But I am surprised that you say that Lufia was remade for the Game Boy Advance, but yeah, not, that's what the not Lufia says. 2. Not Lufia 2, no. Huh. Well, uh, the, the developer of this game has gone on to make, uh, I guess, the Rune Factory series, which there are a lot of them. I, I didn't realize that. Wow. Oh, yeah? But uh, 
yeah, there's, there's Rune Factory Oceans for PlayStation 3. There's Rune Factory Frontier for the Wii. As well as Oceans, I guess it came out on both platforms. And there's uh, three Rune Factories for the DS. So, wow. um, I guess that's their new thing. Oh, <laughs> Rune Factory 4 for 3DS. There you go. Yeah, I guess they're not interested in or they don't have the rights to Lufia, so they can't uh, go off and do that. Huh. Well, let's get a better Lunar remake than the one that's on uh, GBA. <coughs> I don't know much about the Lunar series. I don't either. I just know it's pretty beloved, but nobody likes the GBA one. Hmm. That was a port? Yep. Yeah. A uh, well, I, poor port. I think presentation was, was a big part of it. That was a PlayStation game originally, right? Yes. So, uh, going from what I imagine would be, you know, CD quality audio and probably some FMV to yeah. whatever can be compressed down to the Game Boy Advance. Uh, I could see that being a poor port. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Well, if you have thoughts on Lufia 2 and, and you know why you think the, the remake is bad or good or maybe you have more insight into why the heck it hasn't come out on the virtual console, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, hope springs eternal. I, I, I hope that virtual console continues on Wii U. Yeah, me too. Uh, there really hasn't been much commentary on that, but uh, this would be an excellent uh, you know, game to, to pull out of the roster. It would, and, and I hope they find a way for us to play our existing virtual console games on the uh, on the gamepad, or at least on the Wii U and not on Wii mode. Yep. Yep. Alrighty, we're going to move on to the next game here. Okay.
Hmm. Yes. Zach, what is your horse's name? What is my horse's name? Yes, what is your horse's name? I, I know what my horse's name is. Or right, well, maybe you can tell us after the uh, last game. Here. I will. Or last song here. Yeah, well, yes.
Zach, what is your horse's name? Your horse's name is Despair. A horse named Despair, huh? For a rider named Death. Death and Despair. And Dust is his bird. Man, this is a good game. It has a good soundtrack. It does. It's Darksiders 2. High fantasy music without sounding like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. 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 So, uh, I played, I guess, uh, the Xbox 360 version of this at E3. and Oh, oh, I did too. I played the same thing at, at yeah. E3. Yeah, the, the Ice World. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. the intro level. Really? Yeah. That's kind of surprising. It's not an easy level. No, it, it makes you learn stuff quick. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so, I mean, you, you've reviewed this game, correct? I have. Uh, I don't know why, but the, it's not up yet. But the review should be up on the site by the time you hear this. I liked it. I gave it a good review. Are the comparisons with Zelda appropriate, oh, yeah. or is this kind of its own thing? No, it is. Uh, the, the, thing, the funny thing about Darksiders... Uh, both games is that uh, aside from the art direction, which is phenomenal, there are very few original ideas. Um, mm-hmm. The first Darksiders is a Zelda game with a different mm-hmm. skin. Um, my, my favorite, my my favorite uh, aspect of that is that in the very first dungeon, the item you get in a you know big treasure chest is the boomerang from Wind Waker. It's 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 a different shape. Uh, it looks like the thing the predator throws around, but you you know you highlight five different objects and you throw that sucker and it bounces between them and it yeah. is the boomerang. So and then later in the game you get a portal gun. Hmm. So you know there's and and you and in Darksiders two you run around walls like the Prince of Persia. Yeah. And uh, and there's a loot system that's out of you know any old loot game. Um, but you know, it's it still manages to be its own game just because of the fantastic uh, art design and the music. So, would you say the sequel is a little less like a Zelda game than it's it's the first one? Oh well, it's a little more. How about this? It's a little more like a modern Zelda game. There's a lot more questing you can do. Okay. And uh, things to find, people to do errands for, and. Uh, uh, you know things like that. Um, it's a little more open worldy, but there's still a very linear path that you should be taking. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it, now the Wii U version includes a whole lot of uh, downloadable content. In fact, I think all the downloadable content that's currently available on the Xbox and PS3, plus a little bit of Wii U exclusive stuff, um, and it's easy to get. And, and these this DLC is largely. Uh, uh, optional dungeons uh, where you don't end up with the boomerang or a portal gun you end up with a really nice piece of loot Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's fairly easy to get sidetracked in this game uh, because of that I mean you can hunt for loot for hours or do errands for people or you know things like that but for some, for someone who's not interested in loot, I mean, I, the, the whole concept it, of loot... It, I don't like it either. It, I just want to play through the game. Yeah. You know? You'll, you'll need to concentrate a little bit on loot just because enemies level up with you. Okay. So you'll want to... And, you know, the, nice, the one nice thing about the loot system is that when you're standing over a piece of loot, it'll tell you right there whether it's better than what you have on or not. And then you just... If it's better, you press the minus button and equip it. 
If it's not, you can just leave it there or pick it up and sell it. So that's, you know, simplifies it a little bit. I still don't love it. I still find myself going in my inventory a little too often and messing around with different combinations. But, you know, that's just me. And then the other, the only other thing I don't like about Darksiders 2 is that, you know, you know, Darksiders 1, it was a very directed experience. Like you go here, you, you go to this dungeon, then you go back through the overworld to this dungeon. It was very linear. And there's even a, a Triforce hunt at the end. Um, in this, in this game, uh, death is everybody's errand boy. Like, it's one of those, it's one of those video game tropes where it's the end of the world, I can help you, but first you're going to need to do my laundry. You know, it's, it's one of those kinds of things. And that happens left and right. Every, every time you need to progress, somebody's like, oh, but I really need you to find this thing for me. Mike, if you had to, if, I mean, I really like, I like it for the art and the, and the gameplay in general is fantastic. Mike, if you want to try Darksiders game, the first one is phenomenal. Alrighty. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll stick with that then. And, and like I say, I'm not exaggerating at all. It is a Zelda game that we never got. But, uh, but you still recommend the Wii U game? I do. I, I do a lot. I mean, I, despite its, you know, story contrivances that I don't care for and the uh, the loot. I mean, some people really like loot. Uh, my, you know, my brother's all about loot, so he'd like, he likes this game a lot. Well, don't despair then, folks. Uh, there's something for everyone. Yes, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the thing about that game. There's something for everybody. I heard that uh, THQ was upset with uh, sales for this game. Yeah, they've sold like 1.5 million total, but they're still they still haven't broken even. I think they need to sell two. Oh wow, two million! I know. Uh, so we may never get a Darksiders three, which is disappointing because Darksiders two is a concurrent sequel to the first game. Right. So they both end the same way, and it is an epic, epic cliffhanger. You know, it sort of gets back to like if you can. If you're having trouble after you've sold 100, 1.5 million copies of a game, yeah. that sort of boggles my mind. I guess that, I guess I just don't realize just how much money goes into these games. But uh, I know, I mean, they're, they're huge, huge teams on the, these sort of games, and, and I guess that's why companies have been going under. I mean, to me, yep. I guess I'm living in the dark ages where like over a million is is actually like pretty good success. Notable, but, yeah. Isn't it crazy though? Like, yeah. have you ever thought about like you watch the the end credits of Assassin's Creed 2 and it lasts for 20 minutes and you're like all these people got paid oh well, even something like, like Rayman Origins it's, it's a yeah. freaking huge roster now uh, I question how many actually contributed a lot to that game but yeah well sure but they all got some money out of it yeah and uh, you know you, you go back to an old Game Boy game like I just beat Castlevania the Adventure uh, on virtual uh, handheld and seven people worked on that game <laughs> or at least some people were credited. You don't know. Yeah, that's true. Some people were credited, and and then there were four uh, four people with a special thanks, which I don't even know what that means. But um, I just it's it's gone so it's skyrocketed so much development costs and teams and. All right. Well, we got one last game here, and uh, well, I'll just warn you: the, the songs are fairly long, each of them. 
But uh, I think it's worth it.
Okay, that is Lunar. It is? No. <laughs> oh. But it could be. It's good. It was. It, I, I don't know if I'd call it good. I, I'd i call it I took one of my earphones out. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, you're not going to like the next ones either. Oh, cool.
Sorry you don't like it, Zach. I don't know why, but I like that one more. Oh, good. Phew. Huh. <laughs> These are certainly kind of offensive level of energy in, in in these songs. Indeed. But I like it. I, I don't know. It's certainly different. It is different. So here's your question. In which city does this game take place? Hmm.
not bad. Do you have any idea what game this might be, Zach? Not a, not a clue. Any idea what system this might be, Zach? We. <laughs> uh, uh, 3DS, 3DS. I'll give you the answer of Wii. This okay. is a Commodore 64 game. Really? This is The Last Ninja 2, or maybe just The Last Ninja 2, uh, Back with a Vengeance. Wow. Originally on the Commodore 64, although it came out on several platforms of the day, including the NES, I believe. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, this is on the Virtual Console for Wii, and it... Well, the Commodore 64 has a pretty distinct sound to it, I guess. So, uh, I don't, we've, yeah. never, we've never used any Commodore 64 games on this show, so it's kind of a first. Here we have a, a Wii U game and a Commodore 64 game. Very interesting uh, music. I, I mean, I didn't like the first one, but it grew on me as we yeah. kept going. I mean, it's very 8-bit, but it's also kind of... I don't, I don't know, more bombastic, yeah. maybe, than, than what you normally hear on an NES? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't have recognized it as NES either. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, I guess it kind of reminds me of VVVVV, uh, which I'm sure is not a coincidence at all. Yes. I'm sure they're rooted in the same stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Pixelated Pixies uh, requested this game and, and commented this is one of his favorite uh, game soundtracks ever. The game itself is pretty interesting, uh, especially given it came out in, I think, 1988. So uh, it, it's it's kind of an isometric um, action-adventure game, I, I guess. You, you, you wander around as this ninja and you have to find like objects and then use them to solve simple puzzles or un- unlock areas. But you also have to fight random guys that are wandering around and whatever, like cops and, and stuff. I, I think the pro- I think right. the premise of this game is that you're a ninja from you know or feudal Japan that is somehow transported into modern day New York. <laughs> um, the, the original took place in feudal Japan, so there were you know Tory gates and, okay. and uh, you know gardens and stuff that you wandered through. In, in this game, you're in New York City. Nice. So it, the game's kind of weird in that it, 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 it I, the action takes place you know, screen by screen. So I mean, it, it is an old PC game basically. So it renders the the level in a very interesting way, where it sort of you can sort of watch it draw itself. Or like at first it'll paint the grass, and it'll paint the path on top of the grass, and then it'll paint. Oh. And I'm sure it's a limitation of the hardware, but it it's also kind of very interesting. It's interesting to watch, and I'm sure it allowed them to have more detail than they could have otherwise done. Uh, yeah. um, I don't know if a lot of other Commodore 64 games kind of did the same thing or not, but uh, to me, it looks pretty novel, and uh, it's just sort of fun. You, you watch the area load in front of your eyes. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny. But uh, yeah, this game is pretty well received. It, uh, it kind of is novel for its time in terms of its complexity. I think the combat system is also highly regarded. I think I remember reading something about you being able to target different body parts. And you can switch weapons, so oh, you nice. can collect maybe like a bow, you know, like a, a staff. And you might also, you know, get a sword or maybe, you know, something you can throw. That sounds shockingly advanced. Yeah, for like a 1988, you know, Commodore 64 game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it had a lot of things going for it. I'm sure it's very difficult to play. 
by modern standards, but uh, I think it's probably one of the best-selling Commodore 64 games. It, it was pretty, pretty much a system seller, so to speak. Yeah. So it's out there for Wii. It's on on the Wii Virtual Console. I don't know how much they charge for Commodore 64 games, but I don't think it's too much. It's probably four or five dollars. Yeah. Uh, so. If, if you're interested in a Commodore 64 game, I think uh, Last Ninja and its sequel, Last Ninja 2 here, are uh, probably the most highly regarded. Yeah, sure sounds cool. I will note that the the character's name of Armakuni, which I, I think is the name of the ninja character, doesn't sound terribly Japanese. It does not. It's a, I think this game is European. I mean, Commodore 64 was, was kind of PC systems were bigger in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe Aruma Kuni, but uh, whatever. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to wrap this up here. Zach, thank you very much for co-hosting. Always a pleasure. And uh, stay warm out in the cold. Man, oh man. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you again sometime. Yeah, see you next time. You can send in your requests. Don't forget to typ at nintendoworldreport.com or follow the uh, link to an email form associated with the show notes. That's the term people like to use. They aren't notes. (laughs) 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 All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest is copyright 1988 Konami. Dead or Alive Dimensions is copyright 2011 Tecmo Koei Games. Lufia 2 Rise of the Sinistrals is copyright 1996 Taito. Darksiders 2 is copyright 2012 THQ. Last Ninja 2 Back with a Vengeance is copyright 1988 System 3. This episode was brought to you by the number 2.